International. What's up, Mountain Dudes and Dorito Girls? My name is Don the Dorito Girl. And I'm Ben the Mountain Dude. What's up, Ben? It was 2019. Happy 2019. Whoa, dude. Way in the future. Finally, 2018 is in the past. It's in the books. Boy, what a what a year. Yep, and it's only going to get worse, you I know feel what? like. <laughs> it was such a year. I have a feeling we should just recount all of it <laughs> in terms of entertainment and pop culture and video games. Yes, so we are finally doing our of the year episode. So I think uh, we have a few different categories. If you've listened to the show for a while, for a few years, then you know we have a different, a few different categories yeah. to recount. Um, but why don't we head, go ahead and get things kicked off with our top movies Ooh. of the year? Yikes. So number five for me is The Favorite. Oh, that's a recent one, right? Yes, the it just came out. period drama thing? Or yeah. comedy? Is it like a dark comedy? Yeah, the all the above. The preview kind of made it seem like it could be that. Yeah. I mean, all his movies are pretty funny. Um, I really like this film. I think it will be a lot higher for a lot of other people. For me, it's not my favorite of his, mm. but it is very good. Mm, Definitely right. worth a watch. It is something that I, I'm not, you know... I'm not opposed to period movies, but when I saw the preview, I was like, all right, that looks kind of fun. Yeah, and the cast good. and everything is, is good. Uh, well, now, as we all know, Donna like had a pool of 100 movies she saw. I didn't see as not nearly as many, probably 10% of that. But uh, my number five uh, favorite movie of the year was The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Uh, I still haven't on, watched it. On Netflix. Just a great, and that probably had to do with that. I was in the middle of playing Red Dead 2, and I had just come out. and But it's got, so, it great, got a great opening, and little, it's just cool little, uh, uh, you know, Western stories, little shorts. And they're all, they're all each unique and different, and they're just really fun. And uh, yeah, so it's on Netflix, so check it out if you like Westerns and uh, just kind of bizarre little tweak on western ideas and stuff like that yeah i still haven't been able to watch that yet um it's fun i don't anticipate my schedule freeing up anytime soon but i am this year i just confirmed before we started recording uh i'm this year i guess the challenge is 200 oh, movies Jesus so. Christ. but i've already seen like four so oh, well you know what it's you're on track that's right <laughs> uh my number four movie uh is a little film called burning oh uh burning yeah it was it's a story based on a murakami short story um this film i didn't initially like it like i wasn't in love with it after i saw it mm. but it's been kind of it's grown on me exponentially i really enjoyed this film um, what's it uh what's it about uh, it's about, it's really just about these three characters within the film, uh, a man who's friends with this woman, they've been friends for a long time, and she starts dating this guy, um, I fucking forget his name now, but he was in The Walking Dead. Um, 
He's probably died in it. He played Glenn. Oh, yeah. yes. Okay. Stephen right, Young. Yes, yeah, something like that. Yes. And I think I've seen a little bit about this now that I know, now I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So uh, anyway, um, yeah, it's a Korean film. Um, it, it's very good. It's really interesting. It's just kind of how these people interact together and their Slice own of life shit. Kind of, line of kind of a thing? Or, sort of, yeah. It's know. a little... It has a dark Darker twist. Yeah, yeah right. but it's uh, it was very good. Cool. It's also on Obama's list. So. Oh, well, then you know. Yeah. <laughs> For my fourth uh, favorite movie of the year uh, is Black Panther. It was an enjoyable, and I think it lived up to the hype. I uh, getting Marvel movies have started to get a little long in the tooth, and uh, luckily that one kind of like resurged me for wanting to, you know, it was a cool fresh take on the, on, on the whole Marvel formula, uh, even though it was kind of formulaic still. Uh, but yeah, thoroughly enjoyable. And then, you know, Avengers was kind of fun too, but I think I enjoyed uh, Black Panther the most this year out of all the Marvel movies. Interesting. Black yeah. Panther was 37 on my list of 106 hey, movies I still, saw. Well, that's the thing. My pool is much smaller, <laughs> therefore it gets higher up the card. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> my number three movie is a Chinese film oh. called Us and Them. Oh. Uh, this is actually on Netflix. Um, I love this movie. It's great. It has to do with video games, with independent cool. video games. Um, but it's a story about these two people and kind of their relationship over a, a long span of time. Uh, the guy in the, in the movie is... Um, he's been working on like this independent video game for a super long time. It's like his dream to be like a video game dev. Oh yeah. Like grandma's boy. Yes. <laughs> uh, but this movie, I, I really, really loved it. It's just a really great, like not like a relationship movie, but just relationships with people. It's sure. very, very, very good. I really enjoyed hmm, it. It's kind cool. of long, but it's on Netflix. Well All worth right. watching in yeah, my opinion. Check that out. That's pretty cool. Yeah. My number three movie of the year is uh, Black Klansman. Uh, yeah, I like Spike Lee's movies. I'm a fan of his. I have been a fan of his for a long time. Uh, and I really enjoyed Black Klansman. And you know what? I think everybody did a really good job in it. Adam Driver is it's fun in it. It's, in, in the, it's a weird way to take a, such a weird subject, but then also kind of tilt it on its head and make it a little little comical and fun, but uh, not a weird sub, but an awful subject. Um, the one thing, I, though, I didn't like about it is I, I really wish he hadn't attacked on the um, stuff at the end about Charlottesville. I just think it it literally felt tacked on. I understood why he did, why he did it and that things can, you know, are still going on to this day, but it just felt like it, it was kind of an unnecessary thing. I think it might have needed to be trimmed off there, but otherwise, uh, I, I, I really enjoyed um, Black Klansman, number three. Black Klansman was 11 on oh, my list. Oh, all right. Higher up. Cool. Yeah, That's pretty good. good movie. Um, my second film of the year is Gaspar Noe's Climax. That's uh, a French film. Oh, my. <laughs> We're just visiting the world with my uh, Yes, I guess films. so. Uh, Climax is fantastic. I love Gaspar Noe. I love all of his movies. Uh uh, climax was amazing i i don't know when it's gonna have it's i don't i doubt it will have like a full theatrical release i would imagine it will probably be picked up by netflix at some point they mm. have a lot of his other films yeah uh but climax was amazing it was right. really really great amazing soundtrack the best choreography out of any film that has dancing in it this year by Ooh. far um it was an amazing movie right. well worth watching mm. 
Interesting. My number two movie of the year. Eighth grade. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. I really liked eighth grade because I think, um, what's his name? Bo Burnham, is that who that directed that? Mm -hmm. He does a really great job of capturing not only what it is to be like a teenager, which I could relate to. We've all been teens and everything. But then I think modern teenagers, which is a little foreign to me. I grew up without, you know, I grew up with in the midst of the internet, kind of where beginnings of the internet, but how they interact with social media. And I just think it really captures the, that, um, you know, that those kids nowadays. And it was just a, it's cool, like, you know, realistic slice of life kind of thing. And yeah, I enjoyed eighth grade. Interesting. Yeah. I did not guess that yeah. at all. Um, I didn't see that movie. It's worth the watch. I think so. It's I've heard mixed things, yeah. so I think mm. I'll just forever pass on it. <laughs> but I'm glad that you enjoyed yeah. it. Uh, and my number one film, uh, which I've talked about on the show before, uh, is Mandy. Mandy was I need to see that. So not what I was expecting in a good way. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just really insane, yeah. and it's just great. I like think of that movie all the time. I, there's just like there's some scenes in that movie that are like movie magic where I'm like I wish that I could be there for the Ooh. filming of this uh, they're not movie magic in the sense of like wow how did they do that it's just like fuck like being there just had to have been one of the craziest things I just want to be a fly on the wall of that entire mm. production i definitely need to see that and i want to see it and it's been recommended to me by countless people and uh yeah i mean it seems like right up my alley too because it's you know it's supposed to horror doomy revenge sh- kind of schlocky yeah really amazing soundtrack kind of a thing and yeah. visuals and stuff like that yes yeah, so yeah it's like it's on my list drug induced john yeah. wick it's very very good. sure all right yeah cool that sounds badass well my number one movie of the year is hereditary i just loved hereditary I watched it again recently i just i think it's because i like that kind of um cult mm, you know demon um, you know, uh, what, what's the word? I'm occult kind of stuff. And then this one was pretty clever and weaved it all together and had some shocking moments and a really weird little girl lead. Well, not really a lead, but then she dies. It's great. I just had a fun time wow. with it. And Tony, so many spoilers. Sorry, uh, Tony Collette. <laughs> just it's the perfect role for her. I guess I think she was also a producer on it. It's because she is amazing at being very upset, and she is very upset throughout this entire movie. So, uh, yeah, Hereditary was a. One of my favorite, my, I guess my favorite movie of last year. That was very good. That yeah. was uh, number nine for me. Ooh, all right. Cool, cool. <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, let's go ahead and get into our... Um, kind of um, personal pop culture categories. <laughs> I wonder what I'm going to talk about. <laughs> right, yeah. This year, I haven't really talked about anime a whole, a whole lot this year. Um, it's been kind of a crazy year, I guess, for video game news. Um, so I just haven't really talked about it a whole lot. Yeah, and full games. disclosure, I didn't really have a lot of time to watch a lot um, because I was traveling so much this year. Uh, yeah, I spent a lot of time in 2018 traveling. Well, so, hey, that's memorable. Yeah. Um, so my top series from starting at number five, uh, this is like a total nostalgia pull for me. I think probably... I had a difficult time with this list. There's a lot of stuff that I 
could have put on it. But number five for me was Cardcaptor Sakura Clear Card. Oh my! Uh, it's like the reboot of Cardcaptor Sakura, so it's updated graphics. It looks just absolutely beautiful. They're a little bit more grown now, so it's this, more of an atome. Is Cardcaptor based on like a card game or something like that, or is that just about the subject matter? Is this based off a of, like property? You know what I mean, like a like a card game. No, it's okay. not. Uh, Just with that name. Yeah. <laughs> so she's a girl that has to, um, these like magical cards get released into the world. Ooh, and so okay. she's like a magic. I she has like, that. she's like a descendant of the person that created these cards. Okay. Um, and so there's like different like feuding, like magical families that are trying to like possess these cards basically. Right. Um, but when the cards get released, they have like different attributes. So there's like, water so there may be like um you know like crazy like water shit going on in the city yeah. there's like a rain one so there's like really intense like rainstorms in part of the shit. city All so right. huh cool yeah and so she like collects these cards and then uses them to catch the others and stuff um this one was definitely like a more adult version of the original series oh, okay. so there was more focus on like her love interest. She's in high school now, so she's starting to like figure out who she is mm-hmm. and like her cliques of friends. And there was more like mystery in this one. Um, How does she balance that with capturing cards? <laughs> well, you just gotta watch you gotta it tune and in find, to find out, out, I guess. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> my fourth favorite anime of this year was Holmes of Kyoto. Oh. Now, this show is really weird because it kind of, it was like kind of a lackluster Atome um, or a shoujo, but it also kind of suffered from like animation issues. Um, But overall, I would say that it was like fine, like aesthetically, it was pleasing to watch whatever. It was fine. It was passable. But to me, what was really awesome about this show So it's about this girl that moves to Kyoto and she tries to like pawn off her grandfather's like these three scrolls, basically, (gasps) like painting scrolls. Why? And the Holmes of Kyoto character uh, is like an art appraiser. He's Mm. like an appraiser of historical shit. So he can like immediately spot like what the fakes are and stuff. Oh, this is H-O-L-M-E-S? Yeah. Okay, not Holmes, but... Holmes. Holmes. All right, now I'm getting it. Yeah, so anyway, that's how they meet. And she starts working at this like appraiser place that he works at. Um, But it's a lot of like, there's a lot of mystery in the show, which is kind of interesting. But more so than that, it's a lot of like really breaking down like traditional um, things. So like teacups and like Mm. pottery and scrolls and artwork. traditional stuff. Yeah, Yeah, it's really fascinating. So you learn a lot about that stuff, which is very interesting. If you like- Edutainment. Yeah, if you like like Antiques Roadshow and stuff, I would say that's that's a very good show. (laughs) But it has animation issues? That sucks. Yeah, it's just, I think that they were like, Probably if you watch it now, because you'd watch like a later release of it, or if you got like a Blu-ray of it or something, uh, the animation issues would be cleared up. Mm. But um, yeah, it does suffer from like some, like obviously they were trying to pump it out really quickly. Um, My number three show is a long running 
a cartoon strip, Ugh. like a very long running cartoon strip. And the first time that they ever turned it into an anime sells at work. Uh-huh. This is also <laughs> like an edutainment type yeah, show. Right. Uh, so it's That's all good. about these different characters uh, or personified parts of the human body and how Whoa. they interact. Yeah, so all right. It's about white blood cells and red blood oh, cells yeah, and all this, this shit. Yeah, again, this Osmosis one's like, Jones. <laughs> right. So this one is also like very like you're learning about how like illnesses affect you or oh, like yeah, cool. shit like that. Yeah. Um, and like how the body reacts to it and mm-hmm. stuff. But it's also just like a really good show. <laughs> too. Yeah, cool. um, it's re- really fun. What a concept. Yeah, it's great. My number two show is a Netflix series. Oh surprisingly how about that uh devil man cry baby oh yeah it's so good <laughs> it's so good it's like so violent Whoa, and yeah. so sexual and grotesque and trippy oh, it's yes. fucking awesome so like the anime of my youth that i always thought yeah it's existed. like heavy metal yeah like oh like a rotsuki doji all this weird tentacle yeah all right yeah i know yeah it's very good um i think most people that watch anime probably saw devil man crybaby um but if you didn't uh and you have a netflix account like i would definitely recommend it it's just like really really intense it's fucking uh, yeah. awesome i haven't watched any of it but i watch you know netflix you automatically see a trailer so and it looked what the animation style is pretty wild and yeah, yeah it looks pretty cool yeah it's really really good um and then my number one anime of the year is asobi asobase oh that show was fucking amazing it's like such a left field show for me um it's so funny it's just so funny it's everything that i love <laughs> in anime in a yeah. show it's like the perfect show for me <laughs> uh it's a slice of life about these three girls and it's just kind of like each episode is like four or five like vignettes basically um but it's like this very like cutesy very like shojo type style and then it gets like really intense and like just very bizarre um man that show is so funny Mm -hmm. it's like pop team epic came out this year a lot of people thought like pop team epic was really good i think pop team epic is like very childish the uh asobia sobase is more like the highbrow version of that that. it's all right so funny it's like the frazier of anime yeah it kind (laughs) of is it's like i mean it's not it's like still like very childish stuff like there's this one episode it's like just so many jokes on that show but like there's this one episode where or this one story where it's like the summertime and it's super hot at the school and so in the club room these girls put like a kiddie pool in there and so they're like playing in the kiddie pool but they're trying to keep it a secret obviously because you can't have a kiddie pool inside of a school right (laughs) so (laughs) they're like splashing around in the pool and some water rolls out under the door and the principal walks by cool. and sees the water and he's like what are like what are you girls doing like you can't have like where's all this water coming from and one of the girls is like oh it's this girl like she peed <laughs> and well, he's yeah. like why like why did she pee and like it has to be so much so he like bends down and then he like 
takes his finger oh, and, no. <laughs> and he's like oh, having an internal monologue about all this and he tastes it. He's God. like he's like this doesn't taste like pee this is water and <laughs> the girls like are just like two of them get like this super like oh like, what the fuck yeah he tasted and, it and the other one's like oh my god like <laughs> this is so heartfelt he's like talking like why would you lie to me and like i trusted you girls what, the, what? <laughs> it's so funny that show is absolutely amazing yeah, just like fraser yeah uh <laughs> but you can look for that there's like a bunch of clips online it's just it's very very good uh, and like the animation's very good cool uh yeah. nice i've heard about there's a new one that's about arcade players or something i think it's on netflix i've heard some good things about this one i think it's uh, brand new though um and you learn stuff about some of the old arcade games in it too i'm gonna have to i need to start some watching some anime or something this sounds fun yeah, there was a lot of good shows this year, but those ones were my favorite. I definitely yeah. have some other ones that a, were pretty good, too. I didn't realize how many they put out every year, but they put out, I mean, at least recently, it's so many are coming over here and stuff and being easily accessible now. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. All right, well, yeah, now it's time for me to talk about my t- top five makeup colors of the year. Just kidding. Pro wrestling matches of 2018. Yep, I still watch it, still love it, and I'm more excited than ever I have been in recent years for all things outside of WWE. And this year, we probably had some of the best matches ever. I mean, it's it's pretty pretty phenomenal. Number five, Tommaso Ciampa versus Johnny Gargano from NXT TakeOver New Orleans. Just an awesome, unsanctioned brawl from these guys with great storytelling. They were former tag team partners. They split up. They become bitter enemies. Now they're fighting for the championship. And uh, really pulling out all stops with a great finish. Just tremendous work from these guys uh, and continuing um, on that trend into 2019. Number four match of the year is Becky Lynch versus Charlotte Flair from WWE Evolution. Last man standing, last woman standing. Uh, wow. The women have really come into their own in WWE in 2018, especially with the arrival of Ronda Rousey. You would think that would she would overshadow everybody because she is the most, I mean, she's honestly their biggest star, the most well-known um, out of everybody just because of her pedigree from a few years ago. But no, the, the other women stepped it up. Um, Charlotte being uh, really stepping it up, but Becky just really transcending and becoming like almost like a stone cold-esque figure in 2018. And then they met recently at the all-women's pay-per-view evolution, which is a little weird considering that they probably received that pay-per-view because of um, their their business dealings with Saudi Arabia. But nonetheless, they still went out there and totally killed it. And I'm excited to see, and I hope they put the promotional machine behind the women this year in WWE because at least they're doing stuff, good stuff. I can't say that much about what's going on with the men in the main roster. My third favorite match of the year and by the way, all the rest of them are all Japanese, of course, is Hiromu Takahashi versus Taiji Ishimori, the finals of Best of the Super Juniors. Jesus Christ, these fellas are insane. They are reckless. They are fast. They're unique, and they're really fun to watch. Unfortunately, Hiromu landed on his head during the match, finished the match, but then had a pretty severe injury, and he has been out ever since. That guy was an explosive wrestler. I hope he comes back, but maybe tone it down a little bit. Thanks for the memories, though, dude. I hope you do make it back. And Taiji Ishimori is going to lead the uh, junior division in New Japan Pro Wrestling in 2019. No doubt about that. My second favorite match of the year was Kazuchika Okada versus Hiroshi Tanahashi from Wrestling Dantaku. Man, what I really love about New Japan is that they take, they don't um, 
first of all, they don't think you're stupid. They actually look at their history and they realize that, you know, we, they uh, reference it and they use it. So with these two guys, they were the top pillars of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, Tanahashi, the rock star, the dude is amazing looking. And he's just, he brought uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling from the ashes for the last 10 years. He's essentially like the John Cena of New Japan Pro Wrestling, but much more revered and loved universally. And he has amazing hair, always has amazing hair. Whereas Kazuchika Okada was a young upstart who took over uh, once Tanahashi started to wane down and has just run with the ball so hard. He's so fucking great. He is one of the best wrestlers in the world. And it's these two gigantic guys battling each other. But the story was, was Okada was the champion. He, had, he has been the longest reigning champion by number of days. And then he was actually tied Tanahashi's record for a number, a number of t- successful title defenses. He had 11 title defenses. And now he was going for his 12th title defense. Well, who better to defeat than the guy that he tied for the 11th during his reign, Tanahashi, and they told this great story with Tanahashi prevailing, cementing his comeback, and leading it uh, leading into um, now Wrestle Kingdom 13, where he uh, won the championship. A phenomenal match. And my uh, the thing about it is, I just couldn't decide on five, so I had to do a tie for two. So number two, we had two number twos. Is Tanahashi also versus Kota Ibushi from the G1 Climax final? Another bout of great storytelling. This was cementing Tanahashi's return. If he won this, he was going to go on to face Kenny for the championship versus Kenny's best friend, lover, who knows what, who could win this and then go on to fight his best friend, lover, at the biggest show of the year. Um, the, the other that was the big storyline but then the, the subtext of it was is that Ibushi thinks of Tanahashi as a wrestling god mm. he has a pantheon of gods and he thought that in order to ascend to that level he has to beat the god and he still hasn't beaten the god Tanahashi won and just phenomenal just great storytelling Tanahashi can't move like he used to but he, he still can do great moves and it, he sells amazingly and that's what it's really all about there's these you know number three like I said these guys going balls out just reckless amazing athleticism but these top main event guys just know how to tell a great dramatic story in a match and it's really uh, the best story in a match I've ever seen and possibly the greatest of all time according to Dave Meltzer the number one match this year was Kazuchika Okada versus Kenny Omega two out of three falls from Dominion these fellas went 64 minutes and it was edge of your seat Mm. phenomenal just don't, having throwbacks and callbacks to their previous matches, having counters for their biggest moves, having to pull out all stops. They went amazing. It was just an amazing hour of pro wrestling. Um, and yeah, the, possibly the greatest match of all time. Dave Meltzer had a, uh, he was a wrestling journalist for the last you know, 30 years or whatever. I guess the, the top wrestling journalist has a five-star system for rating matches. This match has seven stars. It Whoa. was that good. It <laughs> broke the scale by two stars, which is amazing. So, of course, everybody online just started giving them shit about it. But either way, phenomenal year for professional wrestling. I'm really excited about 2019, especially because New Japan Pro Wrestling will be coming to Dallas in July. I cannot wait to go check out those Japanese hunk boys in real life. I want to know when you get tickets. I want to go. Yeah, for sure. It'd be fun. Yeah, it'd be super fun. It's a great time. So, And hopefully they, they do a great job and sell out that place. So, yeah, wrestling was super fun. Great, great bunches of matches, just like a great bunch of video games we had this year. Yeah. Uh, let's kick off, now that we're getting into video games, let's kick off with uh, what we wish we could have yes, played. Sure. So, my, I, this isn't really in any order for right. me. Um, it's just games that I wish I could play. Um, so, I have Into the Breach mm-hmm. on mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I yeah. 
it's not like it was unattainable for me to yes, play. Yes, right. You could pretty much play it on any computer. Yeah, I just, I, I don't know why. I just, I had plans to play it and then it, it just didn't yeah, work and out. It kinda, I mean, it, it had its little moment in the sun for a little while mm-hmm. where it was all, you know, the press was all about it, but then it kind of dropped off really quickly. So it was, and then all this other stuff kept coming out. So it was easy to kind of get overshadowed. But yeah, Into the Breach is a good one. Um, one of my uh, one, games that I wanted to play in no particular order Return of Obra Dinn. Yes, that's actually also on my list. Yes, right? <laughs> uh, I was hoping that's my second most yeah. wanted to play. Yeah, that's, uh, like, that's probably my number one. Yeah, I, I was hoping, you know, I've been building this computer. I was hoping I was going to be able to get that done in time so that I could have played Return to Obra Dinn before yeah, we, did, we did this list. But unfortunately, I ran into issues with my computer. <laughs> Damn. and. Regardless, like, I wouldn't have had time to play it anyway, so... Yeah. And, you know, I've been... This is one of those games I'm sure I could have watched a walkthrough online, but it's like, I want to play it myself. Yeah, and that's from what I understand. It's like playing it yourself, like, get in there and mess around with it and just... uh, And really, speaking of, uh, you know, journalist uh, darlings or whatever, game journalist darlings, this this game is really getting a lot of uh, praise. Yeah. So... Yeah. I really want to try. really want to play that. I know. It's only 20 bucks, dude. <laughs> I'll get it soon. Um, another one that I super wanted to play that kind of slipped through, it snuck out and slipped past me, yeah, it was uh, Persona 5 Dancing. Oh. Now, there's also, uh, I think Persona 4 Dancing came out or Persona 2 or 3 or whatever mm-hmm. Dancing came out as well. I want to play both of those games, but obviously Persona 5 being the newest one and with yeah. that fucking killer soundtrack. Um <laughs> Yeah, I will probably play that in the future. I hope yeah. I don't Need to cut let it slip past me. Hell yeah. That's so funny. I mean, it, but it's people love that. that you could take RBG carriage, throw them in a dancing game, and it's just like, fuck yeah, we want that. Well, I haven't played like a good rhythm game in a while either. Mm, yeah. So, whatever. For sure. Uh, no, the one that I would personally like to play, uh, didn't get a chance to this year, but I probably will in the future, is Battletech on the PC. Mm. A really cool uh, strategy game with all the like Mech Warrior Battletech mechs, but like uh, uh, top-down view. Basically looks kind of like the miniatures. I grew up, my brother used to paint miniatures and stuff, so I definitely want to try this Battletech out. And, um, yeah, unfortunately didn't get a chance to, but um, I've seen it's been on sale, so I'll probably pick it up definitely in 2019. Yeah, I, so I also want to play Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Mm, yes. I didn't have time to play it. I have it. I do have it. I own it. You will be So able to. I can play it in the future. But unfortunately, again, like it just, it came it was, out at a shitty time yeah, for how many crowded. other things came out. Really? And it just, I bought it mm-hmm. like three months ago and I just have not had time to play it, but yep. I'll get there eventually. So that one's like a pretty attainable goal for yeah. me. You're almost there, halfway there. Yeah. Uh, one for me that um, I know you played, I definitely want to play it, is Donut County. Mm. Um, unfortunately, didn't get a chance to. I saw it was on sale and I th- should have bought it while it, because it was on sale on everything, I think. Play, uh, I think it's still on sale. Is it on maybe PlayStation. on PlayStation 4 if that's still going on? I might I might scoop that up. But yeah, I heard a lot of great things about that. It's made a lot of year end lists as well. So I definitely want to play that little quirky Donut County. Yeah, it's fun. Mm hmm. Uh, and then the last one, because I had Oberdin on mine also, right. <laughs> the last one for me is uh, Prey Moon Crash. Oh, yes. I, that is like you, like, you couldn't make a more for me game. Uh, I just, 
I don't own Prey. Yeah, that's the thing. So, it was standalone. Yeah, like I don't own Prey. I have no desire to play that game. Uh, but Moon Crash, <laughs> yes. Uh, so I don't know if I'll play that game, to be honest, but I really, really would like to. Yeah, it's got a. I picked it up over the holidays because it was on sale, and I went, I did one run through, and then I was like, oh, I see the potential here yeah. with all the different characters and stuff, but I haven't got a chance to really sit down and play it. But yeah, Moon Crash pretty dang cool uh for me yes yeah, so, yes you had obra dim so my final two uh, pathfinder king uh kingmaker the um this is essentially like a top-down crpg but using the pathfinder you know dungeons and dragons like uh you know rpg system i uh, heard a lot of great things but uh just bad timing on that one and finally for me believe it or not call of duty black ops 4 hmm. i've played up yeah i just want to know what the big <laughs> deal is because it's kind of crazy that it uh kind of resurged again it's uh battlefield took a big dive this mm. year but call of duty even you know they're doing what was people were everybody else was doing but they did it really well with with a uh, blackout or whatever mm-hmm. i want to give that a whirl and see what all the fuss is about yeah it's really fun um Ethan, you know, I, I get Ethan Call of Duty every year because yeah. um, he doesn't play video games. So if he'll play a game and I <laughs> yeah. feel like he can understand right. what I like to do the rest of the time. But um, yeah, it's really fun. It's interesting watching him play it because he's like so unfamiliar right. with Battle Royales. Oh, that sure. I'm like trying to walk him through like, no, like you need to be like you're jumping out too early or <laughs> yeah. not going to the right be places look here. around you yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's a lot of yelling <laughs> while he's playing it but yeah it's super fun it looks amazing it plays really smooth mm-hmm. it's very good yeah it's very good it's, they know what they're doing over there at activision call yes. of duty yes 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 i have uh, a couple other things before we get into our honorable mentions i also want to give a shout out to games that are continuing it seems to be a trend now yeah i don't i mean i don't feel fair putting them on my best of list if they launched this year honestly they would have been in my top five easily um Mm -hmm. probably in like my one and four slot but uh yeah so i want to give a shout out to destiny 2 of course Mm -hmm. with the forsaken update it's like the game that everyone wanted i mean i feel like i said that last year with or two years ago or whatever with Taken King, but um, Forsaken's really, really good, and it's brought, like, a huge amount of life back into the game. Yeah, totally. I haven't heard one negative thing about Forsaken. It's phenomenal. Yeah, that's really awesome. (laughs) Yeah, it's amazing. And what's crazy, too, is that this is another kind of, like out of nowhere darling is that like you know destiny 2 was on a lot of lists last year when it first came out but forsaken has bumped up to like the top 10 for a Mm -hmm. lot of places or like in the top 20s yeah totally um but yeah it's just it's really good if you know that's kind of one I want to throw on my want to playlist is, is Forsaken. I'm going to go ahead and throw that in there at the, at the end here because I definitely want to try that out and, you know, because Destiny's so great. And so just imagine how it's even better now. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the other continuing game that I want to give a big shout out to is No Man's Sky. Yes. Uh, with the next right. update, mm-hmm. it's just, again, like very easily if this would have been a game that came out this year i think it would have been on a lot of top five lists like it's very very good Mm -hmm. um and it's what really kind of everyone wanted from the game yeah it took them a little while but they finally kind of achieved what the original you know out you know projection for the game was and it looks awesome now and yeah playing third looks awesome and plays super smooth it's just really really fun it's it's great i mean Mm -hmm. the the fact that i 
played and put like quite a amount of time into it again yeah. uh, is testimony for how good it is yeah, I'm, I think. Glad, I'm glad they were able to kind of salvage that because it seemed to because it was such a big thing bef- before it came out the hype was so big and then it came out and people were just, yeah, a lot of people were disappointed a lot of people liked it but then it, luckily they were able to continue on with it make it the game that they wanted to make and, and now it's on the tip of everybody's tongue right now so pretty cool yeah it's very good and I think you know obviously Destiny 2 has more content coming out throughout the year mm-hmm. so hopefully that will only get better and it, No Man's Sky shows no signs of stopping with yeah. their releases cool. too so all right, let's get into our honorable mentions. Sure thing. I did. I did. I. I these are in order. Oh, all for right. Me. All right. <laughs> um, I'm gonna have these in no particular order. I have five. How many do you have? Five. five. Perfect. So we'll go back and forth. I will start with Forza Horizon Four. Um, this is really the truly only really great Xbox One exclusive this year, but it was really great. It's just a great uh, racing game, and you know it if you've played it. The guys at uh, Turn 10 know what they're doing. I'm looking forward to seeing their new open world game they're going to be working on. So Forza Horizon 4, good stuff. Not as not th- not top five I played this year. Mm. Uh, my... Uh, fifth most yeah. honorable mention is hollow knight oh yes uh hollow knight's very good uh it's very good there's about a million other games that came out mm-hmm. that are almost identical to it uh which is a part of why for me it's not a game of the year sure or in that realm it's a but crowded it is market metroidvanias yes it's very very good though mm-hmm. um my other point of contention with it is that it did have a pc release in 2017 right. yeah. uh, naturally i'm talking about the switch the release switch of it um but yeah for those reasons it's a great game but for those reasons didn't make the cut sorry i hear you, I hear you because <laughs> uh my next honorable mention is hollow knight uh yeah tremendous game really cool it captured my imagination uh, does not hold your hand um but uh really fun art style too um but yeah, it was it was it's a lot of fun. But I still think I played five better games, in my opinion. Of course, I really would like to get back to Hollow Knight, but now I'm I'm worried I'm going to be lost as hell if I try yeah. to get back into that game. And that's part of why it didn't make my my top five. Yeah, um, my uh, fourth most honorable mention. This game came out super early in the year, so unfortunately, I think that it missed a lot of people's lists because <laughs> people feel like it's been out forever. Yeah, has a huge community behind it. Uh, it's not Smash. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Ah, yes. Phenomenal game. It's super fun. It's amazing. It's been, you know, uh, embraced by the fighting game <laughs> yeah. community. Mm-hmm. Looks awesome. Yeah. In motion. Yeah. It's just, it's a great game. Um, I just, I don't really have anyone to play it with. And uh, I have other games that require more yeah. attention. Yeah. So, sorry. Yeah. yeah I get you. I hear you. <laughs> Uh, my next honorable mention is Into the Breach. Mm. Yes, one that you would like to play. It's definitely worth playing. That's why it's made my honorable mentions list. It's essentially like kind of like chess, but with mechs and insect people and stuff. It, it's a really great kind of puzzle um, game-ish. Uh, it's, it's, it's unique, and it's really well designed. They've, um, you know, they tested everything with it. And, uh, Nice little art style too, with miniature uh, pixelated graphics, but um, but not enough to like keep me wanting to keep going back to it and play it all year. So uh, still a great game, well worth uh, checking out, but not one of my top five. 
My next one is we're getting into indie darlings territory. Uh, so my next game is Gris. Oh yes, yeah, yes. Very, very pretty, mm-hmm. and That's it's very hear. similar to like Journey, sure, Abzu, mm-hmm. that style of game where there's not really anything that's going on, but there's stuff that's going on, and yeah. it's what you pick up in the in between, right? And you're like traversing a beautiful world, kind of a thing. Yeah, it's very pretty. You know, it's another platformer again, like how many fucking platformers did we need this year? Hey, Millions, make, I guess. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, but it's very, very pretty. The soundtrack's very interesting. I wouldn't say that it brings anything new to platformers. Sure. No, yeah. And I wouldn't say that it necessarily brings anything new to like a narrative about mm-hmm. mental health, but it is interesting. It it's very pretty. does things well and looks, yeah, it looks really nice. Yeah. All right, all right. My next honorable mention is Pillars of Eternity 2, Deadfire. Man, I love me a classic CRPG. And this one uh, scratched that uh, itch for me this year. Um, really like the Pillars of Eternity um, franchise. Unfortunately, I don't know how many more we're going to get since considering Obsidian has been, been bought by Microsoft. This was a great last hurrah for them. Pirate setting. Uh, really fun uh, if you're into that kind of stuff. I just really like um, creating the characters and role-playing and combat and stuff like that. Brings back great memories of Baldur's Gate, etc., etc. Um, but I've played a ton of these games, and this one didn't do anything that much different. So, uh, But it was still an excellent experience. Cool. Uh, my next indie darling on the list is Florence. Oh, yes. This was a very... Uh, I don't know, cute isn't the right word, but it is cute. Mm-hmm. It's more like a visual novel right. than it is like a video game. Sure. It, there certainly are like actions that you're doing and decisions that you're making. Um, but it's really just telling this story about couples and relationships. Yeah, relationships, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's really good. Um, you can play on an iPhone. You can play it on the computer. You can play it on, I think... It's on Switch. I don't think it's on any other console, but um, yeah, it's just like a really interesting narrative that I think probably, you know, for some people might give good insight into like what it is to really have like a life with someone else. Sure. And some people can relate to that too, I imagine. Yeah. I've heard a lot of good things about Florence. Yeah. It's really pretty. um, You know, if you're not sure if it's something that you want to play, and this is kind of why it falls on my honorable mentions. Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily something that I feel like anyone needs to play. Like you can get the same experience from watching a walkthrough. Totally. Yeah. So there are plenty of those online. I I would probably recommend checking one of those out if you don't plan on buying it. But Mm -hmm. of course, supporting indies is always a good thing (laughs) toss them a few bones guys yeah (laughs) but you don't need to toss a few bones to my final honorable mentions company because they got quite a few um and they make this game practically every year now assassin's creed odyssey man assassin's creed odyssey is a real good game and it's really um the rpg elements that they've added to it i really appreciate the story's great i love the character cassandra's awesome and um yeah, it's, it's just it's a super fun, really, I think this is a good direction for Assassin's Creed, but maybe by, you know, every other year, possibly. Um, but yeah, thoroughly enjoyed it. I still haven't finished it. Unfortunately, some other games came out that we'll be talking about that kind of overshadowed it. But a lot of, a lot of fun. Thoroughly recommend it. Can't wait to get back to it. AC. 
Odyssey. I'm glad that you had kind of a big one that I feel would be on a lot of other people's top five yeah, and sure. yours because my last and final honorable mention is one that people are definitely going to take a shit on me putting uh, on here uh, but that is spider-man Ooh, it's very pretty it's mm-hmm. they did a great job but yes. it's also not a game that i haven't played before with yeah. the arkham series mm-hmm. and you're not a big fan of that series to begin with i hate that series <laughs> this one I felt did a lot better with the issues that I had with the Arkham Uh series. So again, it's like a very, very good game. It's extremely well polished. It looks amazing. It plays really well. You have, you feel like the tactile reactions to what you're doing in the game. Um, Unfortunately, why it falls on the honorable mentions list for me is because it came out and it couldn't grasp my attention long enough to pull me from destiny Mm, it released the same week as forsaken i mean you know part of that is that there is this constant shit that you have to do in destiny really if you are a hardcore player Mm -hmm. which spider-man didn't have that at the time so there's not really anything to keep me going back to it and then you know part of it also is that like I know a lot of people said the story was really good, but it's just like a movie or a TV show in that regard. If you don't grip me in the first... immediately, Let's say I spend five hours playing it. If you didn't grip me in the first five hours, like why... I don't... There's not... It's not pulling at me to get back to you. Yeah, all right, all right. So sorry, Spider Man, you're great, hey, but... It's still on the... It's still like one of the top 10 games you played this year, so... Yeah. Yeah, it's still... Yes. <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, hey... There's a, we had so many amazing games that some of them are better this year. And it was a great year. So why don't we get into our top games <laughs> of the year? Wow. <laughs> yeah, I tried something cool there. <laughs> that was very cool. <laughs> uh, Put some reverb on that. <laughs> no. Ah. <laughs> uh, you say I'm curious. I'm All so right. curious about your list. Number five. Top games I played this year for the personal computer. Dead Cells. Dead Cells is a game that I started with early access on after hearing lots of buzz and watched it evolve over time. And I think that's kind of why it's made my game of the year list is because it started out really good, but then it took a lot of feedback from the community and really embraced the the um, early access um, you know feature or I guess whatever Steam acts, whatever they call it on Steam, and uh, and really took to heart the feedback from the community and made the game just that much better every time they released an update. Um, it's a Metro in Metroidvania roguelike. Like many of there's lots of these games. Of course, this one's a roguelike, um, but there's lots of Metroidvania games. So it's a crowded thing. But the way that this one stood out to me is because it merged so many different types of games together. It's got really fast gameplay with weapon loadouts, um, really great exploration. It's it's a lot it's just really fun and every run you you might die and you're like oh i'm ready to do another one it's one of those kind of roguelikes where it's like bam i'm ready to go right back in and try another run because it's not too too much uh to like jump back in and something like below that i played recently made me be like oh i dread trying to go back in because Mm -hmm. i know i'm gonna have to whereas this is much more fast much more quick to where you start getting powerful um really fun um Side scroller, Metroid, fucking Castlevania, fucking whatever the weapons loadouts. I just can't say more. What I can say is that it's fun, fluid, flexible, fast, 
fuck, man, I'm ready for another run. <laughs> Dead Cells, number five. Wow. <laughs> Mountain Dudes, number top five games of the year. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> my number five is one that I didn't see on a lot of lists. Oh. Uh, my number five is Detroit Become Human. Uh-huh. I thought that this, if you know the body of work yes. of one David Cage. Maestro, yeah. yes, David Cage. You you know kind of where he's gone and the struggles that he's run into. And I feel like this is finally what he's been trying to do all this time. Agreed. Uh, and for that reason, it is very, very good. Mm-hmm. There's there's an actual functioning a series of paths that you can take throughout the game. Everyone can have a different experience, mm-hmm. like within moments of the first choice that you make. Um, it's just like, I can't imagine all of the writing that went into this oh, game no with the different pathways and just appreciating the acting that went into filming all of these different interactions. Yes. And, um, I don't know. It's just a lot of work went into this game. I I feel like, unfortunately, it doesn't get enough credit where I do think that it's due. It's talking about pretty heavy subject matter. Mm-hmm. And some of it may be a bit like ham-fisted, but I also, or heavy-handed, but I do feel that like, maybe, you know, you and I had like a very good conversation about it and I've only had very good conversations mm-hmm. about it, which is really what the game should be. Like totally. a conversation With a game piece. like this, absolutely. Yeah. And, it's, and it actually is kind of timely too with some of the things that they're tackling. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it again, like it may be a little bit too blatant in some regards yeah. of what's going on with like race issues and stuff, but I do think that there's probably a lot of people that played the game that maybe they don't have those conversations right. sure. and for them mm-hmm. it was like pretty eye-opening to see yeah. that kind don't of thing. Don't know the history and stuff like that right or maybe they don't understand how much that affected their psyche but those are those are important things that should be are like bigger issues that should be tackled by it's cool yeah with video games can tackle that especially one that you know came from sony that had a ton of money behind it you know it's it's supposed to be you know a big kind of blockbuster game but they didn't shy away from that stuff of course it's talking about robots but still there's parallels there yeah Yeah, it's, it's a cool game great performance especially that the android guy the, yeah, um, all of the performances man, were amazing. So yeah, um, yeah, it, it is David Cage's best game so far. It's so good. Yeah, I mean, it it really makes me excited too to see like what is he gonna do in the sure. future. Uh-huh, yeah. I mean, tech's only gonna get better too. Yeah, so. it's crazy. I can't. I can't imagine. Yeah, and I mean, game. yeah, and if you know, if you watch a bunch of like shitty Netflix stuff and you watch Bandersnatch, yeah. then like this is like then you should pick up this game. If you enjoy Bandersnatch, Bandersnatch, then you should play Mm -hmm. this game. Like, you're going to love it. Yes. This this is how video games have been doing what Bandersnatch has done for a long time. Right. They've been able to figure out what works and what doesn't work. Yeah. Play this instead, and you'll be like, okay, this is an interactive movie. Yeah. Yeah, And it's fun, too. If you have other people that have played it, you can see... Mm -hmm. That was one of the best parts is that that big branch that yeah. you so that you could see the visual of how your choices were. Whereas the, in past games, you knew that they branched off, but they didn't really show you that roadmap. Which yeah, it's cool that this one did. Yeah, very good. Loved nice, it. cool. All right, my number four game of the year: Marvel's Spider-Man for the <laughs> PlayStation Four. Um, like you mentioned, it's. It is, in my opinion, it's not only the best Spider-Man game, but it's probably the best superhero game. But it is using ideas that gestated, and you know, in other previous games like the Arkham games, 
you really do feel like Spider-Man. The traversal is phenomenal. The web swinging, they had to get it right, and I think they got it right. Um, and combine that with incredible animation, it just really feels like you're fucking Spider-Man. And if you make... Tra- <laughs> like you're fucking Spider-Man. <laughs> well, dude, we have Spider-Man and Elsa videos. If you... Uh, if you uh, yeah, I mean, it's just just getting around that city. The other great thing about the city itself is that it's um, not too big. Manhattan is just the right size, in my opinion, and they didn't put too many collectibles in it. There's just enough to where a lot of people were 100% of the game. Yeah. And um, it's not like an Ubisoft game where you had just, or an older Ubisoft game where you just had a map full of everything and you're just like, I'm never going to do all this. It's, it's, you know, you have so much choice. This one uh, kind of refined that down. And Insomniac just did a really great job of making you feel like Peter Parker and a Speederman. Um, I think the the story once you get get going into it, it is gets better, and that it is be- it's on par, if not better, than most of the films. I think. Um, pro- and you know, again, awesome animations, very good performances too. I think that the actors did a really great job. Cinematics are great, and yeah. the set piece moments that, that happen later on in the game are, are really cool superhero like moments, mm-hmm. which are which are fun. So um, great job, Sony, for really you know just being like. Uh, we want to make a really good Spider-Man game and handing the reins to a company that they knew that, that could do it, especially with the pedigree of Insomniac. I'm really excited to see uh, if they make a sequel or Insomniac works on something else because um, the sky's the limit with those guys. So kudos. Lots of fun. Marvel Spider-Man. My fourth game Ooh. is a little guy called Minute. Oh, I want to play this. Well, it's on the Switch, yeah, all right. <laughs> so you can. Um, yes, Minute. Yeah, so Minute was tough for me. I I, I wanted to have, because we have joint custody of the Switch, <laughs> right. and I didn't want to play it on anything other than the Switch, mm, sure. because I feel like that's really the best yeah, way to totally. play it. Mm-hmm. Now, having played it, I could see myself probably dedicating more time actually if i played it on the playstation in a weird way all right um but uh playing it on the switch just i don't i don't know it like feels right like Mm -hmm. the way that it should be played is in a handheld yes um but minutes phenomenal it's such an interesting concept and i think that when you read the pitch of it or uh when you read the description it sounds really frustrating it's it is and it isn't. It's just really fun. It's easy to be playing this game for a minute and mm-hmm. it just time passes so quickly. You are playing it for like hours. Really? Um, it's just really fun and it's extremely challenging and it's frustrating when you're not sure what to do next. Um, I so, Let me get this straight. So eight minute, like every little like game moment is just a minute long, right? Yeah, so you play as this little character. It's like a very like black and white pixel. Yeah. Again, sounds very boring, mm-hmm. but is amazing uh, and works on this. Uh, and you have a map, much like the original Zelda. Sure. Okay. And cool. so you can't really see where things are. You just kind of have to memorize that, like, okay, if I go down two screens, then I know that I'm like in this area or whatever. Mm-hmm. But you have one minute each time so you have a minute to get from a to b and Uh maybe like you need to like at one point you need to deliver an item to someone but you only have a minute to do that so like you need to haul ass and really like (laughs) memorize these screens Uh or hope that the item 
saves with your death. And then after the minute's up, you die and you start back out at whatever place is your home. Okay. And then you go back to it. Going exploring the world and Mm -hmm. stuff. Neat. Yeah. It's really, really fun. Cool. It's the description makes it sound like it would not be fun. It's super unique. It's so fun. Yeah. Yeah. And just kind of taking video game ideas and tweaking them. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. It's very, very unique. It's really awesome. Nice. Minute. Cool. My number three game of the year. We're talking top three now. This one encroached and came late in the late in the year for me. Astrobot Rescue Missions for PlayStation VR. Yeah, I want to play that. Man, just imagine what Nintendo could do with VR and tap in how they implement you innovation in gameplay and stuff like that, but always keeping it fun. This is Sony's version of kind of what Nintendo would do in VR. It's got the polish of your like the best Nintendo platformer, but it's in a whole new new dimension. Um, so yeah, like just imagine like Super Mario Brothers or you know Mario World rather, but the or I guess I guess Super Mario sixty four since it's three D. But the entire world is all around you, like above you, below you. You can look around behind you. The entire level is around you. It's pretty insane, especially when you're doing a little platformer little guy running around it's so cheery too and it's fun it is challenging but they do some smart stuff using perspective and things and not having you easily you know fall off ledges um but just it's just an incredible experience it's really it's something you can only get from throwing on the headset and playing it um but yeah just super fun platforming with uh interesting unique different levels there's not a whole lot of them great boss fights too excellent use of the playstation vr's 3d effect depth of field the game looks really nice too when in comparison to older um playstation vr games which kind of look a little um you know low res this one looks great um i mean wow it's just a merging of classic game design like a 3d platformer with a all new frontier in gaming and uh, that's kind of exciting to me so that's why it's my number three it's like a merging of the old and the new into something great and i think it is a must play for playstation vr owners there is a demo so you don't even have to buy the game but play that demo and just experience what it's like to play a 3d platformer in virtual reality a really polished one Hmm. super cool yeah i want to play that um my number three is a sequel oh uh, my number three is Nino Kuni 2. Uh-huh. Uh, I had high expectations for this game and it destroyed all of my expectations. <laughs> In it, a good way? Yes, it was so much better than I expected. I, like, so much better than I had expected. It's beautiful. The score is amazing. It has. Um, mm-hmm. It, it like harkens back to a lot of the themes from the original. Um, there's a lot going on in this game and it's a huge world. It's much bigger than the first one. Um, but everything feels really complete. Yeah. Like I feel like the first one really suffered a lot from, um, I, I don't know, just having like, too many things that were kind of like half baked yeah, in it. Yeah, too many half baked systems, yeah. Yeah, this one is really really well fleshed out. Um it's just a really good game. It looks amazing. The mm-hmm. story's a lot darker and I feel like it's more gripping. Um I think the characters are all much 
more i don't know not not likable but they're all like you just want to know more about mm-hmm. them the more characters. interesting i guess yeah yeah um yeah i don't know the mechanics are great i mean it's just a really really good game there's like a little bit of everything for everyone in it it nice. has just really great like jrpg elements mm-hmm. to it um and traditional rpg where it's just like fucking massive yeah. and like open world kind of um there's rts elements yeah. to it there's like kingdom building which is super fun and something that i really enjoy um it's just great and the first dlc just came out too and i i haven't been able to play it yet <laughs> but um yeah it's just a great game I, nice it's amazing <laughs> Yeah, it's so it's so pretty and beautiful. I love that art style, and then how it transcends into video games really well. Yeah, it's crazy too because it you know the first one was like a Studio Ghibli right. game. Yeah, this official. one is not. It's not, but it really looks like it could <laughs> yeah, be. Yeah, it, it it is, and it, it pretty is much not. Is, yeah. yeah, it's it's just so good, and like each world is very unique. Like each kingdom is just very very different, and you really get like a sense of each kingdom being its own thing. It's just a very very good game. Nice. Sweet. So now we're down to the top two, the big dogs. And if you know me, and if you listen to this podcast, you probably have a good idea of which top two are in the top two. But where did they land? <laughs> I'll tell you this much: it was a. It's like, woo! It's real close, y'all. It's real close, in my opinion. It's like I'm putting my finger, my index finger, and my thumb like real close together, so you understand that it was a tough choice. But my number two game of the year. <laughs> for the PlayStation 4 is God of War. A brilliant reimagining of a franchise that had become, quite honestly, a little stale. On par with the biggest summer movie releases in terms of production, performances, graphics, world building, etc., etc., God of War 2 is a fucking achievement. And any other year, it would have been smashed game of the year. But we had some pretty great contenders this year. Um, man, I love God of War. And just thinking about it and watching Game of the Year list and then re-watching gameplay and stuff really makes me go, oh man, I really like that game. Uh, just the visceral feel of the combat, but then also kind of juxtaposed with the tender moments between father and son and the story and the lore. Um, Kratos, let's face it, in my opinion, I love the old God of War games. They're great. They were super fun. But Kratos is a shitty character. He is very unlikable. He's likable in that he's a badass and does whatever the hell he wants, but then he does whatever the hell he wants and he murders people constantly. Mm. He uses innocent victims as tools and shit. He was a terrible, terrible person. This was a, They did a great... Sony Santa Monica did a great job of reimagining this character. You know, this was the year of kind of the sad dad in gaming, I think. And this, But this did, had, did it best uh, between Kratos and Atreus. Um, I mean, it's just another masterpiece from Sony. I... I really appreciate that in the recent years they have thrown shit tons of money at stellar single player experiences when money seems to be from a business angle in multiplayer. But Sony had no qualms about making these really great, you know, this is like they've made The Last of Us last generation and now they've got this as a hallmark of this generation. Just a f- fantastic game. And I'll say one of my favorite things of all in all of gaming last year. Uh, I guess you can call this a game feel thing, is when throwing that Leviathan axe, couple you have a great sound system, some awesome headphones on, you throw in that axe, how visceral it looked, and then just the feel of it coming back to your hand and that rumble in the, in the joystick coupled with the audio. Ooh, 
so fucking cool. Made you feel like a badass. Also, side note, killer beard on my boy Kratos. Uh. Looking dope. <laughs> so God of War, man. Wow, what an amazing game. I am I'm really itching that for there to be a break somewhere in 2019 so I can replay it. Um, and, you know, I didn't, I didn't even get into the story, which is really well done. The dialogue is, is pretty good. The, um, the characters are fun, even though there's not very many of them. Um, there's some cool twists. Yeah, fantastic game. Oh, and also it was all one shot, which is really awesome too. Just the creative vision behind that game and the, the ability to see it through makes God of War my number two. Well, I'm going to be talking for a little while, so buckle up. Oh, God. Because uh, my number two was actually God of War what? also. <laughs> no! We did not plan this, y'all. <laughs> yeah, I've been like, Ooh, like what is Ben going to choose which one? But yeah, so God of War was also my number two. Um, I agree with everything that you said. It's amazing. The axe and throwing it and having it snap back is like, probably one of the best feelings in so like good. all of every really? game. Really? Make like, you feel like a badass. Yeah, it's just really amazing that they were able to get that kind of mm-hmm. response. It's like, I like I honestly can't think of another game that feels as Anything good that as, feels that. As, yeah. good as that. <laughs> um, yes, God of War was amazing. It's probably... Yeah, I mean, it's definitely one of the most beautiful games of the year. Yes. I've talked when the game first came out about my issues with the water <laughs> and the snow, but you know, whatever I'm willing to like pass that to an extent, I guess, cause it didn't make my number one, but uh, it's a very, very good game. Unfortunately for me, why it comes in second place is because while it is very good, there's not a variation of choice. So for me, sure. it has mm-hmm. minimal replay value, mm-hmm. except for just wanting to be immersed in that beautiful yeah. world again. Right. Yep. Um, but being in the beautiful world, I feel, is something that I can do just by turning on the game, not mm-hmm. something I need to replay through it. Sure. Um, that being said, I also feel like because the story is so good and it's so just awe-inspiring when it happens the first time that playing it again may actually diminish my feelings (laughs) on it possible uh because it's so good um yeah i mean it's just it's really stunning it's amazing i love what they did with the franchise but for me i i just wish the world's so beautiful and so it feels like really dense. I just wish I could have gone out into that world Mm -hmm. more. If it would have been more open for me, it would have very easily been number one. But unfortunately, it Mm -hmm. just, I can only imagine like a God, that kind of God of war game open with a lot more characters to interact with yes, and quests yeah. and things could be pretty amazing and who knows they could take it that direction I don't know yeah I mean yeah that's the big thing is that like all these characters are amazing and I love all the interactions mm-hmm. and like you know even when you go in like the in between worlds and you can travel between areas like yes. the conversations that you have with the head are really fantastic yeah. I wish there was a way for me to have even more of mm-hmm. that. So, which is yeah, saying something. If you want more of the game, but yes, right, a right. bigger scope and everything, <laughs> absolutely. Right, yeah, it's great. So, great game. I'm gonna go ahead and steal the thunder and say I, I'm guessing both of our All right, number let's say ones. It, we'll say it on three. Are you ready? <laughs> okay. One, two, three. Celeste. <laughs> Red Dead. Redemption. Oh, Red Dead Redemption. I'm just kidding. Red Dead Redemption two. 
Absolutely. <laughs> Actually have played that uh, halfway through because it's free on Xbox right now. Yeah, I didn't play it enough to even add it to my list, but that's not important. Yes. What is important <laughs> is talking about the number one game of the year. Red for Dead both Redemption of us, surprisingly. For both of us, yes. The last couple of years, we've had diff- very different lists, yeah. pretty much. Um, and But this year, we're on the same page. Yeah. I still haven't finished it as to stay true to form of every single year. I finished I'm it last right night. right at the end of it. <laughs> like, I am too. And I finished it last night. And it and I thought I was so close to the end. I had to keep... Once I started playing it, I played until like 1130. And I was like fuck finally because it just kept going yeah and going and going but i did i did complete i got credits yeah i'm like like right at the very end and i just haven't had time yeah. but story of my life but god damn no. it like it's so good it's it's a sequel <laughs> but it's like so just I mean, like yeah. nino kuni it's like so much better than the first one so much bigger and badder and better, yeah, yeah it's just it, and it's beautiful god of war is very very yes. pretty but this is like the scale and the scope it's is insane yeah it's insane it is i mean it's a te- i mean it's they, they did it because they had eight years and, a, and an unfinished infinite amount of money to kind of do it but what they did that those vistas look so incredible and all the different environments well, like the weather system the weather is too. insane like the weather just changes like weather does yes, in like the real it starts, world winds start picking up you see the trees start moving more the clouds start to roll in and then that lightning is insane that just the entire environment we're not even mentioning the like ecosystems that they build with all the animals interacting with one another yeah. just an incredible open world the greatest open world ever created yeah um wow yeah, it's so good. I mean, it's yeah. I I can see why it wouldn't be for everyone it's because not. it is <laughs> a slow burn. But mm-hmm. like, that's what I wanted, and it, boy, does it deliver on that. But like, the characters are so interesting. The entire time that we've been playing it, and that other friends of mine have been playing it, we've been sharing points on the map mm-hmm. and going there and having different interactions with these bizarre people, people out in the <laughs> that world. That, well, that's how Rockstar does it with these like crazy characters that aren't necessarily part of the main story, but these like little offside be off the beaten path stuff yeah i yeah i mean again you know it seems bad to keep comparing this and god of war but i mean if if god of war would have had that type of element it would have been a much much more difficult decision i Mm -hmm. think for me uh but the fact that there's all of these different characters that you can interact with you can sit there and just watch characters interact with each other and it's fascinating the yesterday i spent like i don't even know how long and kind of don't want to know how long (laughs) just flipping through my journal and looking at everything in there that's probably why it took me so long last night because i read the entire journal last night because you know at the end i was at the end of the game so i wanted to kind of relive the entire game by reading the journal read the fucking journal it's yeah. so cool he does a, it's great little pieces of writing definitely from author arthur's voice and uh a really good way to kind of re, re uh, relive what you did throughout that entire game yeah it's really good too i feel like like arthur as a character is really good and you know i i had intended to play him bad and then i kind of fucked that up pretty hard like <laughs> midway through on accident um but yeah he's really great and i i like him so much more than i like john yeah which is weird because he's like 
a shittier person. Mm, yeah, he is. And the full scope uh, of the, things. Yeah, pretty but much. Like, but I like him so much more, and I, I don't even know that they like that he's more dynamic than John is. But like, well, he I don't, yeah, he's Arthur's simple in his ways, but also introspective, and uh, has has good qualities like loyalty but then that leads him down a dark path and realizes that that's it's not the right way to go and really what really makes Arthur, Arthur so good is not only the writing and the dialogue which is so great but that the performance that mm. who, I can't I feel sad that I don't know the guy's name but wow and everybody did an amazing job I think to me this has probably some of the best writing in a video game mm. dialogue and performances I genuinely cared or did not care for so many of those characters, every single, just nearly every single person in that camp. Um, I mean, there was, they're, they're, fin- they're fully formed characters that, um, you know, I love many of them. I felt sad when many of them a- end up in bad situations. <laughs> I felt fucking vindicated when some got what they deserved. And, um, I definitely absolutely cared for many of them, especially Arthur, especially John with the playing the previous games. And they, that's just another, I mean, people like to say the Housers at Rockstar, oh, they just want to make movies. They have enough money to make their own fucking movies if mm. they wanted to make movies. They want to make video games. And they want to make video games that are on par with some of the best entertainment out there. Red Dead Redemption is on par with like the HBO series and shit yeah. out there. Just awesome. And, you know, the weightiness, people like to complain about some of the controls issues. And yeah, it's not perfect, but I think... That the, the, you know, the lag, the weightiness of the character, the slow moving, those are all conscious choices. Because when you watch the credits, the vast majority of people on the credits are QA testers. Just rows and rows and rows of QA testers. So you got to understand that if they were making this game and it's like somebody, obviously one of those QA testers is like, yeah, he, he walks real slow. That's because we want him to walk real slow. Mm-hmm. We're saying that, you know, that this is a... Uh, slower lifestyle that this is not and it's not an action game and i think it did made a lot made you feel more grounded in the reality that they created and i i think it's like how a filmmaker will use uh maybe some film techniques and one more you know for lack of a better word in an art house film that the masses might not be like this doesn't this is weird why are you using these colors and these flashing imagery and stuff but it serves the purpose of the narrative the overall narrative i think they made those conscious design choices here for that and i really appreciate that yeah i agree i i also also think that like there's some other parts of the the story you know actually kind of surprisingly far cry 5 wasn't on either of our yeah. lists and you and i both had some Very issues hopes, with yeah. that game uh, yes yeah <laughs> i think you know far cry 5 one of the major ways that it suffered that we agreed on is that like they didn't really like lean into the cult or you know like the points of contention with modern society Mm -hmm, and what was going on in that game more window dressing yeah and where rockstar i think does really well in this game is that there are a lot of moments with passing by characters or people that you don't even interact with that you're like overhearing shit Mm -hmm. with of like you know, there's women's suffragette. Yeah. There's a lot of issues with like slaves or division based on color or ethnicity. And all of that is done like really tastefully yes. and done well. And it's not like, it's not like in your face, but everything that's being said is like being said for a reason. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean, it's mm-hmm. like the weight of every sentence is there. And I feel like that's like all of the dialogue in this game yeah. is like everything 
not just the walking, like everything that's going on in the game is like so weighted mm-hmm. and poignantly weighted, right. which is not something that everyone wants from a yeah, game. Absolutely. But I, I get it's it. what makes this game the game a, of the a, year. A fucking masterpiece. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. It's I mean, phenomenal. Yeah. It's, there's no other game like this. And I really appreciate that they've, they made these conscious decisions to, cause it overall it's Red Dead Redemption is, so beautiful in individual parts and stuff, but it really is the sum of all of its parts. And I had some of the most fun just interacting with that open world and just dicking around in it, messing around, walking, exploring, finding things, fishing, hunting, watching the animals interact, uh, watching people on horses in town. It's just such a great immersive experience. It's a, it's not quite a cowboy simulator or outlaw simulator, but it's pretty damn close. Mm. And um, yeah, it's just... uh, it's it's it was it lived up to my very high expectations and uh i it was very rewarding to have played red dead redemption one right before it because they do a lot of great uh, crossover there and they tie up all the you're like all right, how are you gonna make this work oh mm. you did you did yeah it's interesting you know um to talk about nino kuni 2 again like nino kuni 2 doesn't really have anything to do with nino kuni 1 yeah now th- Red Dead Redemption 2, or I mean, even similarly, like God of War doesn't really have anything to do with the previous God of War mm-hmm. games other than it's the same character. Yeah, and the Blades of Chaos make an appearance. Right, yeah. but there's not like, it's not like a continuation of a story, right. really. Uh, Red Dead 1, you really love John and you are very like motivated by these issues of his family mm-hmm. and trying to get away right. from these people that fucked you over. Yeah. Like you're getting his narrative. He's a noble guy. And so it's interesting when RDR2 came out, everyone was expecting to like hate Arthur or feel like right. they were going to be playing it really badly. Like him as a bad guy. I mean, um, and then like, Within moments, I'm already in Arthur's mind, and I hate John yeah, for John, some reason. Yeah, it was great. John was kind of like a dick, he, and he's like, "Yeah, I don't like him." Mm-hmm. And then later on in the game, without spoiling anything, <laughs> trying not to. Later on in the game, you kind of get the setting for Red Dead One, yeah. and it it brings everything like full circle, and really kind of makes you appreciate. Arthur even more I mm-hmm. guess like it, it changes your opinion on John and kind of reminds you like oh right like that's why I loved you in the first right. one it was the circumstances that created who he was and they do a great job of of covering all that where he's like you're like initially like what man John you're being you're being an ass to your wife and your little boy and stuff and then as you work, work your way through the story and all these um, these different experiences that this whole group of gang goes through he evolves and, yeah. and he becomes the character that we know from the first game right and it's, and it's, it's, it's well done yeah it's just it's fun to like if you sit back and you kind of I feel like there's like one point that's like very like definitive like this is the beginning of some right. of these yeah. people for RDR1 uh at that point, if you just kind of sit back on like your camp and you watch people interact with each other, it's like, to me, I'm like, man, I've 
I fucking hate these people. Yeah. Like I want to hunt them down mm-hmm. again. Like now I want to play RDR one again yep. so that I can like go yeah. fuck with Absolutely. these people. It's very interesting yeah. how they did that. Uh huh. And I remembered all the characters that you hunt down in the first game. And I, so I, I knew what was coming. Like somehow they've got to escape cause they're not. And then all the other guys, well then I guess I got to die, but they do a great job of keeping you on your toes and not knowing exactly what's happening. But I'll tell you what, fuck Micah. Oh, <laughs> fuck Micah, Dutch, you were cool once, dude. <laughs> but god damn, man, you made some poor decisions. But he, he, Dutch is a fascinating character too, as a as a like counterpoint, like a, somebody you look up to initially in the beginning of of the narrative, and then just gets corrupted and yeah, kind of loses his mind. And as a leader, you don't want that. Yeah, it's very interesting too. Like the other characters, like I love Josiah, mm-hmm. and so like he is like. I like all of the older characters. Yeah. I feel like a lot more yes, than I like more. the younger. And when you read the journal, him and Hosea have a great relationship yeah. with the father-son thing. Yeah. It's more, more, um, more close than he and Dutch. And yeah. it does a great job. And okay, now I see how yeah, yeah. yeah, they're, they're kind of different people. But yeah, I mean, what can you say about Red Dead Redemption 2? It's just, uh, it was, it's fucking great. It's just great. Thank you. Thank you, Rockstar. I'm <laughs> yeah. sorry. You know, I hope everybody is proud of what they made there. I know they went through shit making it, and a lot of game companies do. But man, be proud of this accomplishment. It's, I don't know if anything is going to come close to touching this like scope and magnitude. Or is this like how Grand Theft Auto V was um, last year or last generation, where you know, it came out at the late generation and you got a glimpse of this is what next gen is going to look like. Mm. Is Red Dead Redemption 2 a glimpse of what next gen is going to look like? I don't know. The only thing I can think of off the top of my head is maybe Cyberpunk might reach its kind of like scope, but who knows? This is, uh, it's, those are very different games though too. But man, I, it's going to be a while before somebody I think can touch the, um, the overall experience, the grandness, the scale, all these different systems working together, plus an amazing cast, dialogue, story. Music. Music. Was oh, amazing. God. Yeah, I mean, like... There's Willie in there at one point. We didn't even talk about the fucking sound design at yes, all, which I feel like the sound design Ugh. of this game is, again, another thing that's just far and above what was going mm-hmm. on in God of War, unfortunately. Yeah, it just... It, yeah, the environments, the gun... The guns, the sound of the horses, the horses, walking the wagons, on the different yes. fucking parts the of cities. Ground. Like- yes, I mean, just going from <laughs> like I wanted to read that. What was great is like I wanted to. Okay, I'm going to read the journal, but I was in the middle of Saint Denis, and it's like it's too loud here. I yeah. don't want to have to sit down and hear this. So I ran. I walked out to the countryside and sat and read it there because it's more peaceful. It's like just really great, phenomenal uh, art design and audio design throughout the whole game. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's masterpiece. It's the game not, of the year. It's yeah. really fucking. It's great. Good. It's game of the generation. You know, um, I, I I can't wait to replay it though. I well, yeah, and I did on PC. Yeah, sure, it will come. <laughs> I did full good guy. My bar was all the way to the right. I played a noble Arth, Arthur. My, mine's in the middle. In the middle there, yeah, which I think is really true to the character. Yeah, it's more of he was a he's a very black and white kind of a guy. Yeah, yeah. there's or well, gray really. Yeah, but. uh it's uh yeah it's just great i, w- I want to replay it too but more as a black hat kind of villain guy and yeah i'm gonna try and do that it's just it's so hard yeah it's so hard it to, well yeah i mean i'm normally pretty Too good real. at that but it's yeah this one is very difficult mm-hmm. it definitely feels like they try to get you more to the positive side yeah. as the game goes uh, it, on oh it certainly does <laughs> um yeah i mean 
Awesome. We, I mean, we had a great year for games. I mean, I say that practically every year we do one of these, but uh, this was a really fun year for some games. And you know what's surprising? Not really surprising. It's not at all. But in my top five, three of the top five Sony exclusives, fuck yes. Doing a great job, Sony. Don't get arrogant. Keep on track. We've got some amazing stuff coming out for you this year, too. Looking forward to those, because I imagine Four they... of mine are. Hmm? Oh, a four, four of yours? Of mine, yeah. yeah. Nino, Nino Cooney is as well. Yeah. And it's also, yeah, that's also on PC, but still, that, that, those are exclusives for yeah. sure. So, yeah, I mean, they really are killing it this generation. So it's exciting to see. This is, uh, pretty, we're pretty close to this next year. It's probably going to be the end of PlayStation 4 era. Oh, 100%. Yeah. So we're, we're getting Ghost of Tsushima and uh, uh, what else? What's the other one? The Kingdom Re- Hearts 3. Kingdom Hearts 3. There's a next lot of week, still great stuff coming out. Resident Evil. There's going to be a, the, the trend continues. So, uh, fun year for games. I had a blast playing all these things. I hope you guys had fun listening to us talk about them throughout the year. And yeah, let's share us, share with you us your top picks of the year as well. And maybe do yours match? Do yours not? Do you hate Red Dead Redemption? Because there is a contingency of people that despise it. Yeah, it, it placed a lot lower than I would have liked to have yeah, seen it on a lot, lot of lists. Enthusiasts, I think, it's gameplay first people. Yeah, all right, I get it, but you know, it's some of the parts. Game of the generation, y'all. Yeah. Sick. Well, Sure was fun talking about them games. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay, bye. International.